Welcome back to Out of the Bubble. My name's Rachel Peru and I'm a grey-haired curve model and I'm going to be your host for the Outer Bubble podcast. I started a new career four years ago, age 46, and found on social media so many amazing, inspiring women who were really embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, helping to break down those stereotypical middle-aged barriers. So I thought the podcast would be a great way to share some of these stories with you. So season three, I'm really excited to be back. I've been chatting with a diverse set of women of all ages, whose stories I know will help women become more confident in body and mind. Today's guest is somebody I knew I wanted right from the start, so I'm absolutely delighted to finally pin her down during lockdown. Grace Bodder is the founder of the pro-age makeup brand Studio 10, a makeup brand aimed at women over 35. And if you've never heard of it before, I can strongly recommend it. It's something that I use every day. Not only that, she's at the forefront of pro-age campaigning, so I can't wait to have a conversation with Grace this morning. So I am delighted to finally pin down Grace Fodor and the founder of Studio 10. (laughs) So, hi Grace, finally we made it. We have. How are you, Rachel? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing in lockdown? Do you know what? Um, I'm doing okay because I'm working, so work's just busy, 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 but restructuring an office at home with three teenagers in the house. Um, one thirteen, going, well, I don't need to do any schoolwork because I'm not going back to school. So half the lessons or half the subjects I don't need to worry about. Yeah. And then a 17-year-old and a 21-year-old who's in the middle of her dissertation. She's a politics student. Oh, so she's God. really focusing, working hard, wants to be up at eight. She's exercising. She's, so it's, it's a little bit um, difficult at times because the 13-year-old really just wants to party and be on, you know, chatting to her mates at two o'clock in the morning and the 21-year-old wants to be um, in bed and asleep by 10 because she's up early doing her work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But how is it feeling, because you're not obviously kind of in your office environment, how do you, do you work well from home? You work um, well from home because, because you just get the chance to really focus, there's no distractions. Um, Saying that though, the team, we're Zooming a lot more. Mm. And in a really strange way, I almost think the remote working is going to be a new norm. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses are realizing actually there is, you know, from a productivity perspective, I've read articles saying, you know, working from home is actually more productive. You're spending more time, you know, working than commuting. You're not as exhausted. Yeah. So I think it will be quite interesting post all of this, how businesses are run, where they're based. I think there'll be a lot more remote working, yeah. maybe just meeting up for face-to-face contact and meetings, but I don't think it'll be every day commuting into cities. No. no, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what happens. If anybody yeah. know you and haven't heard about the brand, how do you describe yourself and Studio 10? I would describe myself Firstly, as a pro-age warrior, um, that's my passion, um, is to redefine middle age. You know, middle age is not a dirty word. Um, There's outdated stereotypes um, that just don't reflect how middle-aged 40, 50-year-old women live their lives, their desires, their dreams. So I think that's my sort of, my mission 
Yeah. Um, obviously a beauty expert and the founder of CDO10, which is a makeup brand formulated um, for mature skins with the idea that you don't use the same skincare in your 40s, 50s, 60s as you did in your 20s. So why do we use the same makeup? Because, you know, our skin changes, um, you have different needs. And I also wanted to just make it really easy. I believe in the power of makeup. Mm. Um, you know, if you look good on the outside, you feel good on the inside. It's a pick-me-up. Interesting with, you know, COVID, I'm working from home. Yeah. But I'm doing my makeup every day. I am. I'm still, you know, I'm not washing my hair as regularly as I did. I don't really need to. But, you know, I'm still doing my makeup. Still make sure I've got a nice top on. Yeah. With my tracksuit bottoms and slippers. But it's, you know, emotionally and psychologically, I think it's a really important tool for us to use yeah. in building confidence um so and the other thing i wanted to do is just make it easy because you know so many women told me that it's too complicated all these techniques with so many different products so i was i was in my mind thinking let's just make this really simple you know as simple as brushing your teeth and your hair in the morning so you shouldn't be able to see your makeup so very simplified um, and it's not so much about getting lots of different looks and what's in the season. It's just using makeup to sort of put your best best version forward, if that makes sense. Very yeah. natural. I, I love it. I mean, so you know I'm a huge fan. I, I wear it every oh. single day. Um, and it is something that I just wouldn't be without now because it just makes my... It just suits me. Your makeup really suits me and it is quick and easy. But where did the inspiration come from in the first oh. place to do it? Thank you. Well, my background was beauty, makeup, and the beauty industry. Um, and the inspiration was really when I was in my 40s, looking into the marketplace and thinking, why isn't there a makeup brand that really meets my needs? Mm -hmm. As someone who is middle-aged, my skin is changing, the texture of my skin, um, you know, even the coloration, there's all these sort of, signs of aging which we spend a fortune don't we when skincare try yeah. and I just thought it aging is part of life and it's to be embraced but there are things you can do along the way and makeup such a powerful powerful medium and I just thought okay I want to use makeup but it's going to be quick it's going to be easy and I wanted um I wanted it formulated for my skin so mm. your skin's much drier as you age for example um, under eye thins a lot more so you get darker circles um, I wanted a lot of you know SPF and skincare ingredients hyaluronic acid because everybody says you know makeup clogs the pores so I wanted something that was breathable which didn't negatively affect my skin so I spent a lot of time on the formulas um, and then even looked at the texture because certain textures don't work well on aging skin so as you know a lot of my products of a cream or emulsion they blend they buff into the skin um not as long lasting obviously as using powder products but i thought what i wanted is products that um are ultra natural on the skin and i have this sort of phrase which is second skin because creme you can blend you can buff it into the skin it just looks like your skin um but better so that was the inspiration i guess out of my own personal need and just like a handful of products, four or five products, and then that's it. A lot, yeah, you, you know, a lot of multi-purpose, multi-function. 
We do overbuy, don't we? Uh, we do overbuy. We are all really guilty of going into shops and thinking that we need all these different things and spend a fortune on stuff and actually hardly ever use any of them. It's so true. You end up with a drawer full of products and makeup and also, you know, going into department stores. I've done it before and get someone to do my makeup. They use a whole raft of products. Um, what's interesting about that is it never feels like me. You yeah. know how you can do a makeup look, which yeah. isn't you. And what I wanted to do was I want to be me, but a fresher, um, better version of myself. So, mm. you know, if you've got dark circles, if you've got redness around the eyes, it makes you look tired. I don't want to look tired. You know, yeah. I wanted um, my skin to have an even, um, to be even. So, you know, I've got a lot of age spots, which obviously comes with age. I've also got vitiligo. So I wanted to even out my skin tone and then just start to add in areas that I need a bit of a pick-me-up. So, as you know, all the sort of complexion boosters, the blush and the bronze, is all about really brightening the complexion, that inner glow. Um, yeah. And then a little bit of definition. So brows, lips, where we need it, because we lose definition everything heads south so we need to use makeup to give us a little bit of a lift mm. but still be you and I think that's the sort of most important thing to me because it's not about anti-age it's not about looking younger yeah it's about pro-age embracing age being proud of the age that and celebrating it and I think that's what Studio 10 is about celebrating your age so how do we get away from this anti-aging massive massive industry in the beauty industry it's just you know that's all they talk about and it drives me insane how do we get away from that yeah it's true and i i always say you know if you want to change the way we feel about something we need to change the way we talk about it so mm. there's a responsibility on all of the big beauty brands but also fashion film media music industry to actually embrace age and middle-aged women and older women in their advertising campaigns in their videos yeah. um, because there's this sort of belief isn't there that um, beauty equals youth and youth equals beauty and it's like well beauty is ageless so yeah. we should be celebrating that so I think it part of it is changing the way that we talk about aging um, whether that's through words or whether that's through imagery um, and you know, marketing companies being a big, big part, part of that. Have you seen a change in the last few years? Do you think we are making steps forward? Um, I do. I do, definitely. You can see it, and there are, you know, ads with Helen Mirren in them or, um, so yeah, it is changing. Is it changing quickly enough? I'm not sure. I think part of it is it takes years to change yeah. perception, stereotypes. You know, I've done quite a lot of research into it. And I, you know, particularly I'm interested in middle-aged women in the workplace. And, um, you know, what's interesting about that is with a man in the workplace comes maturity, gravitas, value. It's seen as a positive. Mm. Whereas with women, it's seen as a negative. Yeah. Um, and that's changing um 
and that takes us into ageism as well you know is ageism the last ism that we need to look at as a society and it doesn't exist in all societies because there are some countries and cultures you know age is the older you are um comes wisdom and respect Mm -hmm. and you know we we embrace it that's what we're living our life to achieve so it's a massive achievement it's just a negative but i do think it's changing and you can see it through tv you know like with grace and frankie and stuff like that so um i think when big media companies i think when big media companies tv film music industry fashion beauty start really um taking responsibility then we'll see bigger shifts Mm. I mean, you did loads of research and I first met you when you were doing the talks with Patsy Kensit around Mars and Spencer's and you did a talk, didn't you, talking about programs. Yeah. What kind of things surprised you about the women that, that came to that? What were, the, what were the common themes about women that, what they said about how they felt about aging? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because if you look at press, um, and you listen to a lot of women, you know, on Facebook, they're like, I'm proud of my age. And so they're very, they talk it. But then when you sort of um, scratch beneath the surface, it's amazing how women, women don't feel confident or embrace their age either. Mm. So I think it's quite a deep emotional time from a lot of women, you know. 40s if you've got children they're growing up or they're leaving home you might have been out of the workplace you're coming back into the workplace um workplace you're not maybe going after a promotion because you don't feel as confident in the way that you did 10 years before younger um, generation is coming through into the workplace it's making you feel old and of course then you're moving into menopause which you know is a massive shift uh, biological, emotional, psychological, physical shift yeah. that we go through. Um, so it's a lot to deal with. Most women tell me um, they don't, they they lose confidence. Mm. They don't feel as attractive as they did. They worry about aging. Mm. Um, and I guess all of us relate to that. But yeah. my my view is it is a fact of life and you can chase the holy grail of youth and that's a lot of energy to never really achieve it instead of changing the mindset to see the beauty in aging and embrace it celebrate it and enjoy life but for me it's a mindset isn't it which way you're going to go so it takes work you know when you when you Every day when you see your body changing, you know, you look in the mirror and you see physical signs of aging. So it might be wrinkles. I've noticed my neck, you know, it, it is saggier. Um, or it might be, I now have to wear reading glasses. I, I now need to use reading glasses. There's all these signs of changing where you're changing with it. Um, and there is a sort of sadness. And I think the sadness is, the loss of youth but in sense of the loss of time you know so I'm you know I'm going to be 54 um in August and I'm thinking about we all have dreams and ambitions and aspirations but there are some things you're not going to be able to do you know that um maybe you could have done 15 years ago or 20 years ago or you know time's not on your side and I think for me that 
the element that I feel. So I've got a real sense of, right, you've got to do it. You've got to do it now. Life's too short. Make the most of it. And especially when you've lost, I've lost a couple of really close friends of mine. I've now lost my parents. Mm. So like, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. Yeah. You know, it's the sort of, people say it's the last chapter or the last phase or, and I'm like, right, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. So for me, that's the, probably the, the marked change, if that makes sense. So how did you mark your 50th? Because I'm 50 next week and, and I had planned a nice big party and obviously we're in lockdown, so that's not happening. I'll make up for it later. But was, was turning 50 a real kind of milestone for you or was it just another number? Um, do you know, really, all of my birthdays were really big milestones. When I turned 30, it was a milestone, 40, 50 was a really big milestone in my head and it's interesting when we talk about outdated stereotypes and definitions of aging and I was like yeah 40 50 there's no difference emotionally and psychologically for me saying out loud that I'm 50 I'm 52 going to be 54 sounds so much older than if you're in your 40s even my psyche after all these years of conditioning is wow it sounds really old and I've got friends who are turning 60 and I'm like 60 that's mm. going to be me in a few years how did we get to 60 and that sounds you know so redefining what middle age and then into age looks like mm. um you know it's not the stay at home knitting and have no life so all those stereotypes the images all need to change because yeah. um i think age is really just a number yeah and I, I, it doesn't it's not something that i really have been conscious of until this week when it's now looming and i have suddenly got this it's not a fear it's that feeling of god i've just got to make the most of everything i do now i've got so much absolutely and, I, and it's probably given me even more fire to chase after things i, I hope we'll see but it's yeah it's definitely pushed things to the forefront in my head the things i want to just get yeah. out and do. i i really i felt exactly the same it, it's the next chapter yeah. um and it is different to your 40s but also a big part of is i i was also bringing up a family so i had you know young young children at home um and you know, married. So my sort of home life, my family life was the priority, always worked, always had a career through, um, through uh, all of my children. Mm. So it didn't really give me much like time for myself to really think about, well, what do I need? What do I want? What are my ambitions? I was drawn into trying to be a good mom, be a good wife, you know, working. So when you hit 50, now that my girls are growing up or grown up, you start to sort of reclaim yourself, don't you, a yeah. little bit? Yeah. Um, and make some big decisions about your life. And um, you get a new, almost like a new sense of agency or a new sense of self. And I think yeah. that's important. So I think there's a lot of women in their 40s, this is the positive, in their 40s into their 50s, who reclaim themselves and reclaim their lives. 
Yeah, and I think that's that's a frustrating thing, I think, from my point of view. I see all these women that are doing amazing things in their 40s and 50s and 60s, and the press don't necessarily put that portrayal out there into the media. And I think that's the thing they've got to catch up with because it's not like our parents' generation, is it? We are all getting out there doing so many different things. So true, so true. And also... You know, I've read loads of articles, and as you know, I've got Grace's Meetings where I do a weekly opinion article, and I look at the press and see what they're writing. I mean, I read something that said, you know, if you're over at the age of 35, you're too old to shop in Zara. Um, oh, yeah. If you're over 40, you can't have long hair. Yeah. You, know, you can't go clubbing. All this sort of stuff. And I'm like, who's who? Says who? Who says I can't go clubbing? And actually, for my 50th, I went to Ibiza clubbing till six and seven o'clock in the morning i'm not going to have some you know newspaper or journalist tell me i'm too old to go clubbing so um that whole debate you know you're too old to do this or you know you're you're not able you shouldn't be seen to be doing it i just find infuriating yeah me too how do you feel about people's makeup then as they change because obviously that I know lots of them that have stayed in the same kind of makeup pattern from their 20s and now I've got to their 40s and are too scared to make changes because it's all they ever know how do you what would you recommend for women that do need to probably re-look at how they do their makeup but are scared to just make that step yeah I mean there's sort of two the women that I meet, they fall into two camps. One, exactly as you said, they're doing the same makeup as they did in their 20s. Or they've stopped doing, they're like, oh, no, I don't have time to do my makeup. Oh, no, I can't be bothered. Or or don't use makeup. I had one lady who I met said, you know, I use skincare, but I don't want to use makeup. And I said, well, A, when you think of Studio 10, think of Studio 10 as skincare with, you know, skincare makeup. So you use skincare, the reason all of us use skincare and healthy and very best it can, the makeup does that as well. Um, and in fact, it's much quicker to get a result with makeup, caveat, it does wash off. So for me, a little bit of makeup to the first step is to just even the skin tone. Just give you a really nice even skin tone um transforms if you then can add a little bit of definition some brow thin um a pop of color so whether that's a bronze or a nice peachy blush just to wake up the complexion um it's transformational and it's really really not difficult mm. at all it's just choosing the right product um, and even from a, you know, makeup lesson, step by step, how to, there's so much on YouTube, yeah. but when you actually watch all those programs, it's very much, you know, how to get all these amazing looks. And I think most women our age, that's not how we use makeup. Maybe mm. if we're going out, we want to have a little bit of a smoky eye, but it's about, for me, it's your daily makeup routine um, to be your best version. Mm. it's almost like wake up makeup yeah and you know if you if you if you are tired and you look tired you look tired if you look tired you feel tired yeah and I it's know psychological, every day even when I you know yeah psych it's massively psychological mm. and I say that because if a lot of middle-aged women 
don't feel as confident. There might be fear around aging, um, not feeling as attractive. There's all these emotions and then the menopause comes in and it sort of changes everything. And it really, you know, it's, it's major, major. And I've had friends who have suffered from really deep depression and through menopause. And so for me, that using makeup whether it's makeup doing your hair and it's you know I think I said this actually with Patsy we were talking about it when you were there in Leeds you know that feeling when you go out and you're going to um, an event and you've had your hair done and you buy a new outfit you look in the mirror and you look and feel a million dollars you're the same person as you were an hour before then yeah. and that for me is the power of makeup or fashion mm. and for me it sort of plays to that you know, you're worth, you're worth it. Yeah. Put a little bit of time into your thoughts, into yourself is sort of, it's definitely helped me and it gives me a boost. Hmm. But how ambitious are you for the future then? Because obviously there's, there's a lot of women over 35 to reach out there. How do you see yourself progressing? What would you like to see? Well, I think my biggest ambition is this, you know, I'm a pro-age warrior like you. I want to, I want to redefine beauty for women and define aging. Yeah. I think the stereotypes are really out of date. I believe, you know, there is beauty in every age and beauty is ageless. So for me, that's my passion. I'd like to see different you know, a real difference in society, not mm. just for our generation, but our children's generation. Yeah. And ageism does exist for men and women. So, you know, I want ageism stamped out like every otherism. Mm. Um, and embrace aging and see the beauty in it. Um, you're also so that's my sort of purpose. Yeah. I mean, you're also the founder of, one of the founders of Advocates for Aging, aren't you? Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? What's that? So we're all on a mission. Yeah. I love that. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what's the idea behind it, behind the group? I think the idea was there's all these individuals, you included, um, we're all these pro-age warriors. So Jacinth, who's got a fashion brand, you know, she said ages is never in style. So she's got the same passion as I have around aging and pro-age. Um, and we realize actually as a group, um, we're more powerful than the individuals and we're all achieving and striving for the same thing. So um, that was the idea about it. So we can really get it on the agenda. And as I said earlier, if you want to change the way we think about something or how we feel about something, we've got to change the conversation. We've got to change the way we talk about it. So um the more of us that are out there banging that drum the better and there is it does feel like a real sense of community now out there about this pro-age group um there's a lot more people coming on board and sharing the same message in a different way and i think it's quite exciting to see what will happen actually yeah no me too really exciting so it's, yeah and it's changing isn't it? go on i'm saying it, it, you can, as I said earlier, you can see the changes, can't you? You can see it through TV and film, fashion, beauty, music, you know, and also there's been a whole load of famous, you know, celebrities all turning 50, turning 60. 
Um, and I think that's helping having, you know, role models. Yeah, I think that's a mob. I think the more we particularly the more female celebrities that come out and start showing themselves in their authentic way and talking about pro-aging, the better really, because that will just give other people, like you say, role models. It's, it's, it's needed, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Sure. Do, you, do you travel a lot around the world with with your brand studio 10 yeah i mean obviously not now so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that plays out yeah so all of our manufacturing is in europe predominantly we do a little bit in the states um so germany italy so spend a lot of time in europe and then from a retail perspective or a marketing perspective i've been everywhere from you know australia to Japan to um, and I like I like that side because I like the different cultures and it is interesting because even though there's lots of different countries and lots of different cultures there is a commonality around middle age and women's feelings or um, concern not concerns but fears around it or um, views around it are the same the world over mm. But is there a difference in, is there a difference in the way that they're in society in different countries though? Have you noticed any countries that are much more pro-aging than others? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you go into a lot of time in in China, mm. so aging has always a lot more um, is more accepting, and it's part of it's entwined in the culture. Yeah. And there are um, a lot more respect with it. So respecting, you know, aging or... Um, and my mother was Portuguese, so, and my father Hungarian. So, you know, yeah. in, in, Portu <coughs> in Portugal, you know, the grandmother or the grandfather is the central point of a family unit. Mm. Um, and, you know, in places like Portugal and Spain, I don't know if it's where based or but then um, older people are much more active so you know in the evenings you go you walk down to the beach you have cafes restaurants the culture is very different but you'd get all the grandparents out walking you know till 12 o'clock with, the, with their children or their grandchildren it just seems much more um not it's, as disjointed yeah it's it, much more blended yeah it's more intergenerational isn't it yeah for sure yeah mm. way more intergenerational and also a lot of women in europe you know they 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 do invest in their hair or their makeup their clothing even my mum into her you know early 80s would still dye her hair for instance big conversation about do you go gray or don't you go gray but you know for her that's what she wanted to do still dye yeah. her hair still put on a bit of makeup and she was still you know concerned about what she wore and I, I just thought what a really good role model that just yeah. because you hit a certain age you don't need to worry anymore yeah. and I really like that. That's one thing I was going to ask you about as well is you just touched on it now how do we stop this this female judgment because we're so I get so tired of hearing you know people saying you should should, should dye your hair you shouldn't dye your hair you should have it long you should have it short you know why can't we all just accept that we're all different and we'll do it our own way without having that judgment but women, I think, are really bad at it. Oh, I know. How do it's we stop almost, Yeah, because it's interesting because I, I've had women say, if you're pro-age, 
um, what's your view on dyeing your hair or what's your view on Botox or surgery or any of those things? How can you be pro-age if you think that stuff's fine? And my view is really singular and I'm quite passionate about it, that there is no right or wrong way to age, right? That it's for no one to say you can do this and you can do that and you can't do this. It is, I always say, do you. Do what's right for you because of you and what makes you happy and then it's for every single one of us to support support that which means don't judge and that judgment I'm with you I just it's so damaging it's so damaging and I do think women can be really judgmental yeah yeah I met a friend um, a few months ago who, in a supermarket who I'd not seen for a couple of years who's just started letting her hair go grey and she was nearly in tears when she saw me because she said, I haven't seen you for ages, your hair looks great, I've decided to let mine go out but my friends have been so, so awful that I've, I'm just going to give up and die yeah. it. And I thought, God, no, why can't we just... That's so her? Yeah. It's so wrong. Mm. It's such a personal choice. It's yeah. such a personal choice. And one of my like dearest girlfriends, she decided to go grey. So she's probably 96% grey. She's probably completely grey now because I haven't seen her in lockdown. But she went grey, she cut her hair into a bob and she looked absolutely stunning. Mm. Absolutely stunning. Amazing. And it, what's really fantastic about it, it's like she's grown into it. It's yeah. changed her in her in herself and her psyche and she wears it and she's it's it's amazing but for me I'll probably be like my mum still dyeing my hair when I'm 84 so but it's a personal choice there's no right or wrong and for me that judgment and that women will not do something because of Mm. um their friends putting pressure on them or so part of my pro age is you know if you want to do Botox then do it yeah who am I anyway to say that's wrong or you've got to age gracefully no you age the way that you want to age do you and it's for all of us to support our friends and our family in that in that journey um and that's what makes it exciting because you can truly be you whereas you know all those years when you're growing up or teenage angst or trying to be the perfect mother or it's you know you sort of lose yourself a little bit and now I think it's the time to reclaim who you are and do what's right for you and enjoy it i am so on the same page as you grace i could talk to you for hours about this (laughs) i know we'll still be doing this so we're at 85 hello (laughs) do you have a kind of celebrity beauty role model then that you think has just got it spot on at the moment well i guess for me because i'm in that age bracket all of the um, celebrities who've been turning, you know, 50, mid-50s, 60s. So um, there are some amazing, like the Hollywood actresses. Um, yeah. I love Julianne Moore. I think yes. she is phenomenal. Um, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. I think fantastic. And what, you know, she did that whole series where she was um, in shorts. And, and I, I like women who push the boundaries. You can yeah. say, well, just because I'm this age, you know, it doesn't mean I can't do something. And they're, they're forcing the issue. Yeah. Um, Madonna, I think, is, I don't really like her music. Sorry, never did. But I think no, I she's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. And then, you know, 
Judy Dench and the Helen Mirrors, Judy Dench, you know, 80 getting a tattoo. And I'm like, yeah, why not? In fact, that was something else that I did last year. You did, I yeah. I got a tattoo. Yeah, it's on my list. I am thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm to get a tattoo. I know, it's great. And I think, you know what? The, the one thing about getting older, the, the, you know, the real benefit, I think, is fundamentally you don't care as much, do you? Mm. You don't care about what people say or think yeah. as much. That is one thing I think that comes with age. It's like, well, this is who I am. Mm. And if I'm happy with me and my family love me, then I don't need to compete against anybody or try to be better than them or a, a more perfect version that pressure that we put on ourselves yeah. as women I think is a female thing yeah um you just don't just don't need to well I love what you're doing so keep on going it's fabulous well I'm so pleased that we've oh, today so the last three questions this might throw you a bit I ask all the guests the same questions um and I know you've not had time to think about this so this will be interesting <laughs> have you got a favorite song that motivates you a favourite song, not a favourite song per se, but I'm really into like listening to all of my girls' music mm. that makes <coughs> that, um, you know, like pop music, listening yeah. to their music. They're laughing at me, they're in the kitchen. <laughs> um, and my all time fa favourite song, which is I hear it and it's instant party, has been for years, is American Pie. I don't know what it is when I first heard it and now anyone all of my friends when they hear it they go oh my god that's crazy song brilliant and it's just instant party yeah what about I'll be anywhere and I'll start dancing in the street what about a book inspired you so I've got this okay so a book that I read when I was 21 years old I've probably read 10-15 times since it is my blueprint for life. I bought it for loads of different people. I think I might have even mentioned it to you when we first met. And that is Build the Fear and Do yeah. It Anyway. Yes. Brilliant. You did recommend it to me and I have read it about three times. <laughs> I love it. It is my go-to book. So thank you. And who inspires you? Do you know what? Um, lots of people inspire me, you included. I think you're amazing. Amazing. I love what you do. My girls inspire me, but most days I think about my mum and my dad because I've lost them both in the last few years and they inspire me every day. And I wrote an article on, you know, the, the aspects of my dad, almost gifts that he gave me, my mum. So I would say them, definitely, definitely. And I quite often, if I'm faced with a situation, I think, well, what would my dad do in the situation? How would mum? And it's, it's not just a source of inspiration, it's a real source of strength and courage. Because um, even though they're not here, I still very much carry them with me. Yeah. So yeah, definitely then. And you? Well, likewise, right back at you. And thank you so much <laughs> for today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, and hopefully we will yeah, meet too. up sometime in the future. Do it again. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I definitely. hope so. We can be the one... We, well, we can technically meet now and yeah. we can get in the car and we can drive. So we'll have to meet in Birmingham or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and go for a long walk for seven hours because it'll yeah. take us three and a half hours to get together. <laughs> yeah, All lovely right. to see you. Take care. And nice yeah. to talk to you. Brilliant. Thanks, Grace.
Lots of love. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. As always, there's never enough time, but if you've enjoyed listening to Grace and you want to find out more about the brand, please go to their website, studio10beauty.com. You can also follow them on social media. You can follow them on, on Instagram at Studio10Makeup, Twitter at Studio10Beauty and Facebook at Studio10. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to this week's Out of the Bubble. And I hope it's left you feeling inspired. I'd love to hear from you. Who inspires you and why? Please get in touch. You can contact me via my website, rachelperumodel.com, or leave a message on the Anchor app. And if you're listening via iTunes, don't forget you can leave feedback. In the meantime, keep being fabulous. <laughs>